With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Act 3 of The Miser by Moliere. Translated by Charles Heron Wall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act 3. Scene 1. Harpagon, Cleonte, Elise, Valère, Dame Claude, holding a broom. Master Jacques, La Melouche, Brindevoine. Here, come here, all of you. I must give you orders for by and by, and arrange what each one will have to do. Come nearer, Dame Claude. Let us begin with you. Looking at her broom. Good, you are already armed, I see. To you I commit the care of cleaning up everywhere. But, above all, be very careful not to rub the furniture too hard for fear of wearing it out. Besides this, I put the bottles under your care during supper, and if any one of them is missing, or if anything gets broken, you will be responsible for it and pay it out of your wages. Aside. A shrewd punishment, that. To Dame Claude. Now you may go. Scene 2. Harpagon. Cleonce, Elise, Valère, Master Jacques, Brudevoine, La Melouche. To you, Brindevoine, and to you, La Meruca, belongs the duty of washing the glasses, and of giving to drink, but only when people are thirsty, and not according to the custom of certain impertinent lackeys who urge them to drink and put the idea into their heads when they are not thinking about it. Wait until you have been asked several times, and remember always to have plenty of water. Aside. Yes, wine without water gets into one's head. Shall we take off our smock, sir? Yes, when you see the guests coming. But be very careful not to spoil your clothes. You know, sir, that one of the fronts of my doublet is covered with a large stain of oil from the lamp. And I, sir, that my braids are all torn behind, and that, saving your presence... To La Malouche. Peace. Turn carefully towards the wall and always face the company. To Brindevoine, showing him how he is to hold his hat before his doublets, to hide the stain of oil. And you always hold your hat in this fashion when you wait on the guests. Scene 3. Harpagon, Cleonte, Elise, Valère, Master Jacques. As for you, my daughter, you will look after all that is cleared off the table, and see that nothing is wasted. This care is very becoming to young girls. Meanwhile, get ready to welcome my lady love, who is coming this afternoon to pay you a visit, and will take you off to the fair with her. Do you understand what I say? Yes, father. Scene four. Harpagon, Cleonte, Valère, Master Jacques. And you, my young dandy of a son to whom I have the kindness of forgiving what happened this morning. Mind you don't receive her coldly, or show her a sour face. Receive her coldly? And why should I? Why? Why? We know pretty well the ways of children whose fathers marry again, and the looks they give to those we call stepmothers. But if you wish me to forget your last offense, I advise you, above all things, to receive her kindly, and in short, to give her the heartiest welcome you can. To speak the truth, father, I cannot promise you that I am very happy to see her become my stepmother. 
but as to receiving her properly, and as to giving her a kind welcome, I promise to obey you in that to the very letter. Be careful you do that, at least. You will see that you have no cause to complain. You will do wisely. Scene five. Harpagon, Valère, Master Jacques. Valère, you will have to give me your help in this business. Now, Master Jacques, I left you for the last. Is it dear coachman, sir, or dear cook that you want to speak, for I am both one and the other? To both. But to which of the two first? To the cook. Hey, wait a minute, if you please. Jacques takes off his stable coat and appears to dress as a cook. What the deuce is the meaning of this ceremony? No, I'm at your service. I have engaged myself, Master Jacques, to give a supper tonight. Wonderful. Tell me, can you give us a good supper? Yes, if you give me plenty of money. The deuce, always money. I think they have nothing else to say except money, money, money. Always that same word in their mouth, money. They always speak of money. It's their pillow companion, money. Never did I hear such an impertinent answer. Would you call it wonderful to provide good cheer with plenty of money? Is it not the easiest thing in the world? The most stupid could do as much, but a clever man should talk of a good supper with a little money. A good supper with little money? Yes. Indeed, Mr. Steward, you will oblige me greatly by telling me a secret, and also, if you like, by filling my place as cook. If you keep meddling here, and want to be everything. Hold your tongue. What shall we want? Ask that of Mr. Steward, who will give you good cheer with little money. Do you hear? I am speaking to you, and expect you to answer me. How many will there be at your table? Eight or ten. But you must only reckon for eight. When there is enough for eight, there is enough for ten. That is evident. Very well, then. You must have four tureens of soup, and five side dishes, soups, entrees. What? Do you mean to feed a whole town? Roast. Clapping his hands on Master Jacques's mouth. Ah, wretch! You are eating up all my substance. Entremets. Again putting his hand on Jacques's mouth. More still? Do you mean to kill everybody? And has your master invited people in order to destroy them with overfeeding? Go and read a little the precepts of health, and ask the doctors if there is anything so hurtful to man as excess in eating. He is perfectly right. No, Master Jacques, you and people like you, that a table overloaded with eatables is a real cutthroat, that to be the true friends of those we invite, frugality should reign throughout the repast we give, and that according to the saying of one of the ancients, we must eat to live and not to live to eat. Ah, oh, how well the man speaks! Come near, let me embrace you for this last saying. It is the finest sentence that I have ever heard in my life. We must live to eat, and not eat to live. No, no, that isn't it. How do you say it? That we must eat to live, and not live to eat. To Master Jacques. Yes, do you hear that? To Valère. Who is the great man who said that? I do not exactly recollect his name just now. Remember to write down those words for me. I will have them engraved in letters of gold over the mantelpiece of my dining-room. I will not fail. As for your supper, you had better let me manage it. I will see that it is all as it should be. Do so. So much the better. All the less work for me. 
we must have some of those things of which it is not possible to eat much and that satisfied directly some good fat beans and a pate well stuffed with chestnuts trust to me now master jacques you must clean my carriage wait a moment this is to the coachman jacques puts on his coat you see that you must clean my carriage and have my horses ready to drive to the fair your horses upon my word sir they are not at all in a condition to stir i won't tell you that they are laid up for the poor things have got nothing to lie upon and it would not be telling the truth but you make em keep such rigid fast that they are nothing but phantoms ideas and mere shadows of horses they are much to be pitied they have nothing to do um, because they have nothing to do must they have nothing to eat it would be much better for them poor things to work much and eat to correspond it breaks my heart to see them so reduced for in short i love my horses and when i see them suffer it seems as if it were myself every day i take the bread out of my own mouth to feed them and it is being too hard-hearted sir to have no compassion upon one's neighbour it won't be very hard work to go to the fair no sir i haven't the heart to drive them it would go too much against my conscience to use a whip to them in the state they are in how could you expect them to drag a carriage they have not even strength enough to drag themselves along sir i will ask our neighbour picard to drive them particularly as we shall want his help to get the supper ready be it so i'd much rather they should die under another's hand than under mine master jacques is mightily considerate mr steward is mightily indispensable peace sir i can't bear these flatteries and i can see that whatever this man does is continual watching after the bread wine wood soap and candles is done but to curry favour and to make his court to you i am indignant to see it all and i am sorry to hear every day what is said of you for after all i have a certain tenderness for you and except my horses you are the person i like most in the world and i would know from you master jacques what it is that is said of me yes certainly sir if i was sure you would not get angry with me no no never fear excuse me but i am sure you will be angry no on the contrary you will oblige me i should be glad to know what people say of me since you wish it sir i will tell you frankly that you are the laughing stock of everybody that they taunt us everywhere by a thousand jokes on your account and that nothing delights people more than to make sport of you and to tell stories without end about your stinginess one says that you have special almanacs printed when you double the ember days and vigils so that you may profit by the fast to which you bind all your house another they always have a ready-made quarrel for your servants at christmas time or when they leave you so that you may give them nothing one tells a story how not long since you prosecuted a neighbour's cat because it had eaten up the remainder of a leg of mutton another says that one night you were caught stealing your horse's oats and that your coachman that is the man who was before me gave you in the dark a good sound drubbing of which you said nothing in short sir what is the use of going on we can go nowhere but we are sure to hear you pulled to pieces you are the butt and jest and byword of everybody and never does any one mention you 
but under the names of miser, stingy, mean, niggardly fellow, and usurer. Beating Jack. You are a fool, a rascal, a scoundrel, and an impertinent wretch. There, there. Did not I tell you how it would be? You would not believe me. I told you I should make you angry if I spoke the truth. Learn how to speak. Scene six, Valère, Master Jacques, laughing. <laughs> well, Master Jacques, your frankness is badly rewarded, I fear. Steith, Mr. Upstart, you who can assume the man of consequence, is no business of yours as far as I can see. Laugh at your own cudgelling when you get it, and don't come here and laugh at mine. Oh, Master Jacques, don't get into passion, I... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.